Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is Monday the 13th. The Kansas City Chiefs are Super Bowl champions again. And Scotty Scheffler also back to world number one. Madison, Sterling, and Mike here. How are we doing, fellas? Doing great. I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. How are you, Madison? I am doing very well. Um, There is not a clip of me bashing the new world number one that is public on the internet. So I am doing just fine. I was involved in the clip, but I didn't say anything. So uh, clear conscious on that one. But you're afraid to make hot takes. It's fine. I mean, you know, you you made a comment last week that, you know, maybe Justin Rose had listened to the podcast and had listened to your words of encouragement. Mm -hmm. And that's what led him to victory. Um, And I think maybe in the same in the same way that that happened, Scotty Scheffler listened to you dog him um, and and won this week. Now, obviously, we know that didn't happen. We had a little bit of a technical difficulty last week. So, as you know, our episode just came out um, today, actually, Monday the 13th. This episode will go live tomorrow. Um, but, yeah, I mean, what what a time to, to have that clip out there. I I just got to know what, what's going through your mind right now. I think it's one of the the funniest things we ever had on the uh, on the show. I mean, I don't mind being wrong. I don't. I don't really care. Uh, and it's just super funny. So, I I love I love the clip. I love the fact that I said it. Um, I stand by what I said. Obviously, <laughs> uh, he proved me wrong. But you know, good for him. Now he's back to world number one. I uh, also want to say happy Valentine's Day uh, to everyone listening. February 14th. Yes, this will go live on the 14th. Happy Valentine's Day to everyone. Um, So before we get into the waste management, before we kind of talk about Scotty's run, did you guys watch Super Bowl last night? Yeah, I did. I did. Absolutely. Did your team win or the team you were pulling for win? Yes. Really? Not Yeah. Not that I had a big rooting interest in it, but yeah. Okay. I was pulling for the Eagles. Um, I I thought they were going to get it done. I'm really kind of surprised. I know there's a lot going on about that holding call um, towards the end of the game. You know what? It, it probably, it really looked like holding. I mean, he did have his arm wrapped around him, so not going to get too much into that, but Kansas City Chiefs win. Um, good for them. I mean, two, what is it? Two out of the last three years? When did they win their first one? Three. Three years ago, right? I think it's two out of last I think four. It's two out of four. Two, two out, out of four? last four. Yeah. Okay. Not bad. Um, <laughs> not bad. Yeah, not bad. I at mean, all. from a coming it's from acceptable, Chicago. Right? Hey. Yeah, I mean, I dig it. <laughs> I, I don't know. That's you're right. I don't know how it feels. Um, so yeah, I guess that's not bad. I mean, when your your team finishes bottom of the pack, I mean, that's that's the feeling that you're used to. So yeah, yeah I mean, it, you had your one with McMahon back in the '80s, and then yeah. Talking about during my lifespan, this is this is almost like being a Red Sox fan, right? I mean, I had to wait until you know until I was grown to see one of those, and then finally started picking up some momentum. But yeah, Chicago could could figure something out. It's tough to watch the NFL, it really is. But I was pulling for the Eagles. Obviously, they didn't get it done, but congratulations, Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid. Got to love Andy Reid, anyways. Got to feel good beating your old team. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, Mike and I are two Giants fans, so I don't think we can sit here yeah, and really root for the Eagles. There's no way. No way. It doesn't matter, you know, how good a story they might have been. I just can't bring myself to root for Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, did you see that the, the player that got the holding penalty was a former Giant? I noticed that. I noticed that. But then uh, the player, Kadarius Tony, that had that great uh, pump return was also a former giant. Mm. So, you know, what could, we're, what could, we're everywhere. What, what could have been? Yeah. If we just had a quarterback. Mm. You know, maybe. Maybe someday. Maybe. We're looking good, though. I tell you what. We're trending um, up. We're trending up. So, I'm a huge uh, sports betting guy. And, you know, the final score last night was 38 to 35. How many passing yards do you think Patrick Mahomes had? Patrick Mahomes, the best QB in the league, they put up 38 points. Mm, how many passing yards? 
I took him to have 250 passing yards. He didn't even break 200. Yeah, they ran seriously. I they hate. ran it so much. Yeah, though. yeah, they ran it all over. And yeah, then like, well, they also two yards he had. That's it. I never one eighty two. But like their field position was really good. That's um, true. So they had that punt that went down all the way to like mm-hmm. inside the ten. Um, they had a fumble. They had the scoop and score. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I don't know all those points, but no passing yards for Patrick Mahomes. So I lost out on a little bit of money. The kick of destiny is that what it was called? The, yes. The Gronk. Did y'all see that? Y'all think that was real? Was that live? CGI? I don't know. I've seen it from I, a couple, I, couple different angles now. People were saying that it was rigged. It actually was good because um, you could see the ball go behind the upright. But then I saw it from another angle and they were saying, no, it wasn't good. It was in front of it. I don't know what to believe. I don't know. It looked it looked really weird. Um, mm-hmm. So I will say that. But I, I don't know. Couldn't tell you. It looked kind of thrown together. I mean, for all the hype going into it, yeah. When it finally came on, it's like, oh wait, this is it. Okay. Yeah. It was super quick, like thirty yeah. seconds. Uh, I guess like any other Super Bowl spot, but hey. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All That's right, Madison, let's take us to the waste management. Yeah. So waste management this week also in Phoenix. Um, what is it? The best show on turf. Greatest show on turf. Greatest show on grass. Greatest show on grass. It doesn't really roll off. No, it really really doesn't. Greatest show on turf. Greatest show on turf was the uh, the Rams team. Yeah, it was the Rams, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't really roll off the tongue. I'm not sure. Sure, I like that too much. Um, but yeah. So absolutely electric scene there. I'm sure you saw some of the clips. I was looking at it. It seemed like it was absolutely packed, like it is every single year. Scotty Scheffler really just kind of took the lead and and just kind of kind of held it there. I think he did he officially take the lead on Saturday or was did he have it on Friday as well? I really can't remember, but I mean for the way he's been playing and kind of defending Sterling's comments a little bit, not a lot, just a little bit. He he wasn't playing the caliber of golf that we saw him playing early last year. And I think that's what kind of threw everybody off. I mean, it just seemed like he, the guy couldn't lose for a while. And then he just kind of faded a little bit. And I, I, I got to understand and, and assume there's a little bit of fatigue as you go through, because he was playing, you know, tournaments almost back to back for a while there. But he's been, like you said, Mike, kind of floating around the top tens, not really showing, um, showing too much out there. But this week, I, I mean, to go out and defend in the is this the second designated event that we've had this season yeah it's the second designated event and you know after really kind of kicking away the uh the tour championship last year and costing himself well over 10 million dollars and i think that's that's kind of what what we were thinking in the fact that he had he had faded he had kind of returned to the mean just a little bit was still playing great golf you know phenomenal golf but just not what we'd come to expect at the beginning of last season but uh yeah definitely proved all the doubters wrong and showed that uh you know he was back with a vengeance this week he really did and then to kind of go out there especially against a red hot john rom john rom i think finished top five somewhere around there john rom still playing really strong he finished solo third or tied for third? He finished solo third. Okay, solo third. So, yeah. you know, John Rahm, a lot of history there with the desert and him. Mm-hmm. Um, Arizona State guy. You, you always got to expect him to perform there and playing as well as he has. I really kind of thought, as much as I didn't want to say it out loud because I didn't pick him this week, I really thought John Rahm was going to go out there and and win this one too and really just kind of – you know, solidify himself this year. Not that he already hasn't, but to win like he had so far, I just think that would be be a big move for him. But kind of getting back into what we were talking about last week, the quote, if you haven't heard it, we posted it on on Instagram just as a quick preview. So um, 
Sterling, I'm going to insert the clip here. Did you want to give any type of background on it? What you were, what you're thinking going into it? I mean, sure. Scotty Scheffler just wasn't playing well. Um, like you said, he wasn't, he wasn't playing at that level that he was in at last year. Um, and like, you know, like I said, I'm not a fan or I'm not afraid to, uh, to, to make a hot take. So here you go. Yeah, so um, pretty, pretty uh, hot take there, Sterling. Um, anything you want to say now? Do you want to backtrack on it at all, or you just, you know, he is back to world number one. Do you just kind of leave it as it is and and see how it goes, or what do you want to do? Uh, I just want to say congratulations. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Fantastic. So, anything else on the waste management this week? I know we had a couple other things. Um, kind of take place yeah. ricky fowler had an ace had an ace had, um, a, mm -hmm. had a top 10 finish for the first time in in a while moving back inside the top 100 of the owgr also good for him kind of competing at a little bit of a higher level on a designated event as well yes. this is this is one where he could have easily slid down the down mm -hmm. the field quickly um, but obviously he also has some good history in the desert as well and top 10 for him is is huge i really I really like, I think I, we said on a couple podcasts ago, talking about Ricky Fowler and Jason Day, would really love to see them get back into really strong competitive form. It seems like Jason Day is doing that. Jason Day, did he have a top 10 as well? Or is he? Fifth. Fifth. Okay. Finished fifth. Yeah. Great finish for Day. Um, kudos to Nick Taylor. Yeah. You know, final round 65. I think he did pretty much everything you could that, you know, disgusting lip out that he had coming down the finish that was that was hard to watch but uh you know i think you got to hand it to him he didn't he didn't shrink from the moment he just you know he just got beat but i think you're probably going to see a lot from him so yeah i hope so i mean he nick taylor i'm, I'm trying to remember let me let me just wind it back a little bit nick taylor's been on tour has he been on and off for a while like, as he bounced around, I can't really remember. But it seems like, you know, there's – you see him up up at the top of the leaderboard every once in a while. But it would have been great to see him get it done this week, especially in a designated event. But did he finish solo second? He finished or... solo second. And, okay. yeah, I mean, he's had – it looks like he's had a little bit of success. But uh, – He's won know, twice on the PGA Tour. Nick Taylor? Yeah, he won oh, Pebble right. Beach. And he won a – a lower level event. Um, but yeah, he's got two wins in the PGA Tour. He's uh, been on been on tour for a while. I mean, it's, that's what I mean. Like I, the fact that it was Scotty Scheffler and John Rahm um, in his group is the only reason why I think he, you know, maybe didn't get it done. I think you you put Ricky and and Jason in his group and he wins that tournament. You think? Opinion. So do you think? just because of the names that's what prevented him from getting it done or just how, how good they are. What do you, what do you mean by that? I think it's almost like the tiger effect, you know, when they, um, when tiger you're playing with tiger, you, you add two or three strokes to your score. Yeah. But he shot 65 yesterday. Yeah. But coming on the stretch, like, I don't know the putt on 16, Scotty just gave you the read. And you know, you put it in right in the center, and you have a five footer pretty straight. And uh, you, you push it, you don't push it way right, but you push it right. Did you just compare Scotty Scheffler and John Rahm to Tiger Woods just then? Did you hear what I said? Yeah, you said it was like the Tiger effect. Whenever you play with Tiger Woods, you add two to three strokes. I didn't say it was the Tiger, I said it was almost like the Tiger effect. All right.
I, I thought I thought we were going with another hot take here. I just <laughs> I just wanted to know, just needed to know if I needed to. But honestly, honestly, later. you have Scotty Scheffler, the new world number one, and you have John Rahm, the hottest player on tour right now. I think those two combined, it gets pretty close to Tiger. Scotty Scheffler won there last year. John Rahm went to Arizona State. Nobody was pulling for Nick Taylor. It's probably true. Out of those three guys, I mean, so yeah, sure. Tiger effect. Tiger effect. All right. Sounds good. Um, another player mic'd up this week, probably one of the most popular players on tour right now. I mean, uh, maybe other than Max Homa, but one of the newer popular players on tour, Tom Kim, was mic'd up this week. And I don't think, other than the putt, I don't think it could have gone any better for Tom Kim or or the producers. No, I thought that was absolutely amazing. And another shout out to a great call from the caddy, talking him back off of that four iron into a five, just absolutely masterful work there. And, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully Joe got a little something extra in the envelope this week. I'd, I'd have to assume. So that shot was, was absolutely perfect. I, I mean, the back and forth was great. I would have loved for him to keep, um, I guess they're using AirPods to to record this. I would have loved for him to keep the AirPod in so we could really kind of hear everything. But um, it did seem like the uh, their production team was still able to get most of the conversation. You could hear it pretty clearly. So yeah, that that back and forth with him, you know, Tom pulling the four iron and and uh, Scoburn was basically like, just no man, we don't need that club. We don't need that shot. And really kind of talking him off and, and putting that five iron back in his hand and and to see it work out the way that it did, I mean, it just goes to show why it's so important to kind of have that relationship and, and really have someone on your bag with that kind of knowledge. And the only thing that could have been better if he made that evil putt didn't seem see didn't seem to be too far, but um had a nasty lip out. But the first birdie of any mic'd up player so far this year. So awesome, awesome kind of thing that they've got going on, and I hope to see it continue for the rest of the season. Madison, did you uh, did you learn anything? Did you take any notes? Yeah, I need Joe Scovern on my back. <laughs> yeah, no, just because whenever I whenever I pick a club, mm-hmm. that's just the club. You, I mean, you've seen it. You've seen it firsthand. I'll pick a club, and I'll stand over it, and I may realize – Right as I'm setting up that it's probably not the right club. Maybe it's too much. Maybe it's too little. But how many times have you seen me walk back to that bag and get a different club? Never. <laughs> exactly. How do you do that? How do you hit the shot when you know you've got the wrong club in your hand? Isn't that I, crazy? It's It's been so bad sometimes. Mike, I've, I can't remember where we were. Stern, I mean, we might have been playing Tattersall. I can't remember where it was. But I, I hit a shot. And I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure the face was was shut. And you were like, well, why didn't you just back off and like adjust your grip? And I was like, I don't know. I just I I looked down. I had I had the club in my hands. I was already gripping it. And I looked down. I was like, man, that face looks shut. And I was like, well, here we go. And just still took the club back and swung. So um, oh my god, that's that's just unreal. That's, yeah, it, that's absolutely unreal. I I think the first time I've I've backed off a ball in recent memory was at Belmont when I was standing on the tee box and that guy yelled four. That's the first time I've, I've backed <laughs> off a ball in recent memory. And that was, that was a forced back off. So, um, yeah, I mean, certainly if you ever, you know, if we're ever out playing around again and you think I've got the wrong club, just yell four, or at least I'll, at least I'll pause for a minute. So you don't know this yet, but we're going to have Mike, uh, jump on your bag. Somewhere, we've sometime got in the, plans. We've sometime got plans. in the next two weeks, we're okay. gonna go out. We're gonna play a full course, um, a full length course. Probably only nine holes. We'll record the whole thing. I'll I'll just be the camera guy. You know, I'll pick up the audio. Mike's just gonna be on your bag. Mike's right. not gonna play, and it'll just be you out there playing nine holes. That might be a swing thoughts episode three, um, and we'll just see what you shoot. You're gonna have some pre work too, by the way. Okay, before the round. I'm I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Um, that'll be interesting. But yeah, that's that's one of my uh, one of my I would say one of my issues. 
obviously the game has is is all encompassing of issues right now. So that's one of them. But moving on from the waste management. We got one more thing. Sorry. Uh, the streaker. Okay. This is the second oh, yeah. year we've had, um, you know, shirts off at the waste management uh, second year in a row. Mm, what what are we what are we doing? Like, where where have we gone? Like this is, it's golf. What a, a streaker wouldn't happen at any other event. Would we all agree? Yeah, I. Agree. I mean, how do you get on the how do you get on the playing surface in any other event? There's too much security. You're not. So so I heard this guy kind of recounting the story. Um, also, he's already. Um, I don't know if he's selling them or not, but he was talking to someone. I saw it on online and he's already wearing a shirt with his mug shot on it from when he was arrested. So clearly, you know, there's probably some, some other motives behind it, but he said that he was able to get up the tunnel somehow got through the tunnel and that's how he got onto 16. And then obviously dance around or whatever, back through the tunnel and made it to the water. So that water's all the way up the left on 17, right? On 17, yeah. Yeah. So somehow made it back out all the way into the water and then obviously was doing laps and made it onto the waste management logo. I, I don't know. And I agree with you, Sterling. I don't think it would happen anywhere else, but I also don't think as many alcoholic beverages are served at any other tournament. Um each year. So I think you combine that with the fact that the waste management is probably, so what, what is the waste management dug? The people's open, right? This is when you have more people who really maybe aren't consistent followers of the game. Maybe they're not even like true golf fans or anything like that. It's literally like a massive party. Um, so I think when you have all those things combined, that's when you get a streaker. But yeah, I don't think you'd see it anywhere else. And I don't know that it's... Yeah, but you don't think that was premeditated? Oh, for sure it was. He already yeah. had... He had... Uh, he had, yeah. 19th hole written on his back. Right. So yeah, no, he he knew. He woke up that morning. He he bought the body paint. I, I don't know if the mullet was already there or that was cut fresh. But yeah, he knew what he was doing. That wasn't that was an impulse. Hey, that was planned. So now... So one well, one other thing, one other thing before we move on off of this. Should this exist? Sponsors exemptions at designated events. So, what do you guys think? Designated gonna... events—they're supposed to be the showcase mm -hmm. for the PGA Tour, and we've got Ricky Barnes, we've got Charlie Hoffman, we've got things of that nature playing in this event. Yep. What are, what are we doing here? I I think for these events, the de designated events, you have to treat them like a WGC, right? If you don't qualify based on world ranking, you know, previous wins, whatever, you shouldn't be able to get in. I don't care um, who you're sponsored by, who lets you in. I think it. Uh, I don't know. I just I think it just makes the field a little bit weaker. Um, if this wasn't a designated event, sure, let them in. Yeah, I, I agree. I um actually let's let's just look real quick, Mike. Do you do you know by chance where those sponsors exemptions finished? Let me just uh, check so real quick. Let's see. So okay, all right. I'm already wrong. Charlie Hoffman finished T14. T14. He he does seem to play well here, even where he can't any place else. Barnes Re missed the cut though, didn't he? Yep, Ricky Barnes missed the cut, shot two over. Um, so, I mean, do I think it should exist? No, I don't. I don't think if you if you're going to say this is a designated event, this is the best of the best, then only the best of the best should be there. You shouldn't. It shouldn't be any handouts. It shouldn't be like, well, you know, you are a waste management sponsored player or whatever it may be, if you're the best, you should be there. If you're the rest, you shouldn't. Yeah. Agree. Agree wholeheartedly. Play your way in. 
if you don't make it play better if you're not a full-time pga tour player there's no need to have you there have one fewer player in the field you know we did not need ricky barnes there we didn't need charlie hoffman there they brought absolutely nothing to the table you know why why have them they're just they're just taking up space another thing i think is interesting is the pga tour i know they've had some bad weather at their last few events but they're they've been doing threesomes on saturday and sunday any any thoughts there don't they usually do that until uh daylight savings time when they start getting later longer days and they can stretch the coverage out a little bit interesting i'm i'm not sure yeah, I seem to recall that they don't they don't start playing in twosomes until they get a little bit more light and they can let a round, like especially a Saturday round, they can let it stretch to about seven o'clock at night. Gotcha. That makes sense. I'm with you though. I like twosomes a lot better. Yeah. A lot, lot better. I think Nick Taylor probably wins if he's in a twosome. Interesting it, take. Does it depend on who he's in the twosome with? Yeah. He, if he's in the twosome with John Rahm, does he win? No. What about Scotty? Yes. Right. Scotty doesn't have that. Like, is Scotty intimidating? John Rahm is intimidating. That's yeah. a big boy. John Rahm is intimidating. That's very true. But Scotty yeah. Scheffler is just like, he's everybody's friend. He's like, oh, I won this week. Cool. Yeah. Well, what are you afraid of, though? I mean, are you afraid of losing? Or are you afraid of Rahm beating your ass? Whoa! <laughs> I mean, what are you worried Whoa. about? Whoa! That just happened. Um, no, I don't. I don't know. He's. It's. 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 I don't know. He's just fierce. He's a fierce competitor. I mean, I can understand. I can understand being intimidated if you're so wrapped up in winning the golf tournament. You're so worried about, and you're so worried about somebody who is a great player who's gonna come and hunt you down but i mean as far as physical intimidation goes i mean he's not gonna he's not gonna touch it's not gonna you. hit I mean, you yeah it's not, i understand it's not that i'm just you. saying like scotty shelfer was in a 40 footer versus john rommel in a 40 footer like i don't know the emotions that are going to come from john rom are just a little a little bit different mm. well, i also think i would get distracted like watching john's game versus scotty's game in in what way? Uh, John's a little bit like Jordan, where he's like he's talking to his golf ball. He's doing you know strange things after after shots. He gets angry. What do you mean he gets angry? Like getting angry is not strange. You know, strange things. What are you talking about? I, I just wonder how you can even get to that level if you're paying that much attention to what your competitors are are doing. Certainly, you're seeing the scores go up. You're seeing the shots being hit, but. If you're not in your own bubble, I don't know how you even get into contention. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. I might, I might pay attention to what they're doing. That's why I'm nowhere near that level. I think you can get into contention, right, and then play with John or play with Tiger, and then get distracted. Yeah i I would say with Tiger, yes. I just don't know. I don't know about the others. John Rahm, I understand. If you talk about the emotion, yeah, maybe he's going to fist pump and maybe he'll scream a little bit. But, like, I mean. What about Rory? Rory hits it 350 past your 275 ball, and he does that little walk. That I mean, it's Rory McIlroy. This doesn't just, bother me. Rory McIlroy does. Yeah, he's not a very, like, showy person anyways. Like, he doesn't get fiery. I mean, I think I've only seen him, like, really pumped up a couple times, and that was, like, Ryder Cup. Um, so, yeah, I don't – Rory Rory would probably be the easiest player to play with. Yeah, he's, he's going to bomb it past you. But you know what? Like, he's just so calm and cool and collected. Like, he's not going to – like, you're not going to – you're not going to be, like, surprised if he knocks one in. Like, you're not going to get that fiery side that you might get with John Rahm. This so, man like, threw a club in the water at at uh, what course is that? That, that Trump course or something? You remember that tournament? 
Yeah. At the WGC, yeah. he's throwing clubs in the water. Like How about the time he ripped his shirt off. Yeah, I was going to say the yeah. ripped shirt would be a little more alarming than, than the club, but that's off the course. I mean, if I saw him in the locker room rip his shirt off, I'd be like, oh, God, we got to we gotta exit stage left right now. We can't be here anymore. But like on the golf course, he's a little more collected is what I'm saying. That's that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, he threw a club, but that was before kids. Max Homa threw a club this week. Anybody see that? That was probably the most alarming thing I've seen. I did not see that. Yeah. Did he really? He did. And um, I'm I'm shocked just because Max is also a player that seems very kind of even keeled, but he did throw mm-hmm. a club this week. So, yeah. okay. Um, but yeah, so moving on from the waste management, big, big news in the golf world. Big news. Tiger Woods has committed to play at Riv this week. He is the title sponsor, or the Tiger Woods Foundation is a title sponsor, so it does kind of make a little more sense. But are you surprised? Yeah, I am. I didn't think we'd see Tiger play another PGA Tour event. Did you? So did you see his post about it? Yeah. When he announced it, did you? I, I guess I was a little confused by the wording because he said, I can't wait or I'm excited to play. And then in all caps, he put an Real. actual or an actual, yeah, an actual tour event or actual PGA tour event. Yeah. And I was kind of confused by that. What, what do you like? He's not playing in the hero. Do you think that's what he meant? I think so. I mean, the, well, they... and this isn't a major, this is an actual tour event. Yeah. So I'm not super surprised this gives him plenty of time to recover for augusta if he wants to try to get any kind of a start in before the masters this probably is his best his best bet i guess the one thing is just that you know that hill down from the clubhouse and back up to the clubhouse was it homa said that we're gonna have to carry him yeah down carry him one down and one up and 18. up 18 yeah and that's what I was going to say. Like, I, I, I'm trying to remember, I'm, I'm like going back through my mind and, and like the, the course layout of, of Riviera. And I think for the most part though, it's, it's not flat. I mean, I think there are some, some hills and everything he's going to have to walk. I mean, none of nothing super serious, but I just would, I mean, kind of surprised that he would come back this week, but maybe it is to test the ankle, the leg, God, I don't even know what I can't even remember the back, um, whatever else yeah, is what else is broken on it. Maybe it's it's. Kind I don't of think a, it's anything. I don't think it's an it. Well, I don't plantar fasciitis. Yeah, no, right. I don't think that's I, his. I thought yeah. that was the only thing that's like preventing him from playing right now. That's that's what he said for the reason he wasn't going to play the hero. There's plenty <laughs> preventing him from playing, and it's not plantar fasciitis. Um, but I mean, that's what I'm that's what I'm getting at. Do you think this is just a way to kind of warm up the leg and see how how it can handle it? I think it's yeah, a way to see how it reacts. I mean, if think, he's gonna walk, if he's gonna walk Augusta National, that's gonna be a brutal walk. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Those those hills are a lot bigger than they look on TV, and it's <laughs> it's longer this year than it was last year. Yeah. So. Um, you guys don't think he already knows how the leg's going to react to playing 36 holes of golf? 36, maybe. He's only playing 36. Oh. <laughs> speaking, Here we go. Of hot, speaking of hot takes. Here we go, uh, Madison, Mark, Madison, mark this wow. spot in the pod. Here wow. we go. Let's get the clip ready. Let's lock it in real quick. Tiger Woods is not going to make the cut this week. <laughs> Well, it's it's one thing to think it, right? I'm sure there's plenty of people that are thinking it. But when you say it out loud. Yeah, 36 holes. That's when people start coming for you. So, um, I yeah. w- listen, I'm putting it out there because I want him to prove me wrong. Right? Oh, so are you, are you is this, okay. this, is this, this is the, the Scotty Scheffler? This is the Scotty Scheffler effect. Little reverse. Dog, dog Scotty Scheffler, he goes out and he wins, becomes world number one again. You think dogging Tiger Woods, he's going to come back and maybe he'll Sterling, win this week. Sterling is Listen. putting this out into the universe. The way he's hitting the ball right now, 
He's got no idea where it's going. Oh God! He's only going to play thirty-six holes. We'll see him at the players after this. You think he's going to play the players? Yeah, I think if he's playing the Genesis, he'll play in the players. Hmm. Maybe. Depending on temperature. Yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, so that's what I was going to get to next. I was going to say, what did you think the outcome would be this week? Sterling obviously is is throwing it out there that he won't even make the cut. Um, Mike, what, what do you what do you think? Thinking, oh, do you want to do you want to verbalize it? I mean, if if you want to keep it just between you, that's fine too. No, I've got a. I've got to agree. I I can't see, I can't see how he can make the cut. I just I I can't fathom. If he's got to play, thirty six holes walking. He's got to play every shot out. He's got to play every hole out. Yeah, I you know he doesn't have anyone to pick him up when he's having a bad hole. Yeah, I don't see how it works. I'm sorry. I think I think the better question would be, you does know, he play does all thirty six? He... Or does he? Yeah, does he withdraw? I don't think he withdraws. I don't. I don't think he does I, that. I think he guts it out. I do think he guts it out. I see. Like this isn't a tournament to be gutting it out. So I. So here's here's my other question then. If you do think that he's going to miss the cut, which obviously could be pretty likely, is he close? That's my question. Is he close or is it just so far outside of it that it, it, it you know, maybe he should have just stayed at home. Maybe he should have just been a, a presenter, a trophy presenter this week. Like how close do you think it's going to be? I was going to say, so what's close? Like, are we talking uh, it, one or he, two? Yeah. Well, I'm talking one or two off the cut. You know, we're going to, if I'm going to set the line, I'm going to set it at three and a half. Um, I think he'll be three strokes or worse from the cut. Three strokes or worse from the cut. Yeah. I'll set the line at two and a half. Okay. All right. Mike, what do you think? Yeah. Okay. So if we're setting the line there, then I'm going to take the, I guess it would be the over. In that I think he's going to be even farther away from the right. cut line. I think it's going to be closer to about five. Yeah. That he's going to miss the cut by. And then at that point, like if you're going to miss it by five, like do you continue? Like, he, he, yeah. If he's feeling healthy, he'll continue to play. He'll con- yeah. He'll continue if he feels healthy. He's a tough guy. I don't think that he's going to, I don't think that he's going to back down from it. You know, he's got a, He's got to be a good example to his kids. Right. So I think he's going to, I think he is going to play all 36. I wish him the best of luck. Hopefully it is just to knock the rust off, see where his game is at. But yeah, yeah, I, I think he's five off the cut. Okay. What do you think, Madison? Uh, I, I think he, I think he's floating around two or three. I don't think I'm he's, not. If yeah, from the cut. I don't think mm-hmm. he's I don't think he's worse than that. Um I think he's I think he's gonna kinda keep it pretty close. I'd love to see him make the cut. Just to kind of throw something out there. And I think right now, because we haven't seen him play, right? The last time we saw him play was PNC. Yeah. So and that's not really a true test. So we don't know what he's been doing. We didn't see him at the hero. That would have been a great, great chance to kind of get eyes on him and see where the game is. Obviously everyone was talking about his ball speed and everything during the match, but he could secretly, I mean, I feel like it would have been leaked and everyone heard he could be like pretty solid right now. No one knows. That's, that's the scary thing. No one knows. But if he's still struggling to, you know, put a couple rounds together back to back. Yeah, I think it's it's a couple couple off the cut, but I don't think it's going to be too bad. I don't think it's going to be too look too bad. But um, we're gonna we're gonna kind of pivot real quick. We're gonna come back to the Genesis because we do have our picks coming up after this. But February fifteenth, 
obviously a big, big day. The full swing documentary releases on Netflix. I want to kind of get what your expectations are. What are you, what are you hoping to see? Um, what, what would be like a letdown for you if you didn't see, I guess is, is kind of the big question. I'm assuming, I don't know how you guys feel, but I'm probably going to watch. I don't know how long the episodes are. I think they're about an hour. Probably going to watch as many as I can right off the bat. But what are you, what are you looking forward to most in, in full swing? Mike, I'll start with you. I think what I'm looking forward to most is getting to see a little bit more of what makes these guys tick a little bit more of how they actually think some of the things that we don't get to see in the regular coverage, um, you know, something that makes them a little bit more human, but what I don't want to see is, is that they take this so far away from competitive golf and turn it into just a bunch of feel good stories to try to really hook a non golf audience that they wind up losing everybody. Yeah. So I, I think they've got a, you know, they've got a delicate dance that they've got to do to make this interesting enough for the sickos like us. But, you know, if they want to hook somebody, if they want to, you know, if they want to kind of catch lightning in a bottle like uh, Drive to Survive did, how are they going to get that non-golf audience as well without losing the golf audience? Yeah. What about you, Sterling? Um, so I'm most looking forward to like the just like the at home behind the scenes stuff that you don't see. Um, like what is what is Scotty Scotty Scheffler doing at home? Um I I heard that since it is, you know, season one and it's golf that there's going to be a lot of explaining of like what, you know, a birdie is like, was a PGA tour event usually look like, um, I know there's going to be some live versus the PGA tour stuff in there. Um, so I think you should be prepared for a slow start if you're a golfer. Um, cause they really are trying to explain the, the game of golf to a non-golfer. Um, what I don't want to see is I don't want it to be a reality TV show of just PJ Tour versus Live the whole time. Um, I'd like to see some of the bigger events. I want to see, um, I don't know, I want to see a lot of golf, if that makes sense. I know we already, it was last year, right? So we've already seen all the golf, but I kind of want to see it again. I think Drive to Survive, they do a pretty good job of introducing the drivers um and then showing like little clips from you know each race during the season um so it's easy to follow along what about you mess yeah i I agree i don't i don't want it to be too much like a reality show i really just kind of want to see more behind the scenes right we see these these guys as being very polished all the time i mean i hope it's a little more let me see maybe like PG 13 rated or, or worse, you know, on, on the PGA tour now, you know, if, if a guy slips up and curses on a tee box, it's, you know, it's apologies or it's bleeped or, you know, whatever. I, I want it to feel more real. I want to see the emotion. I want, you know, if these guys are mic'd up or they've got, you know, some sort of parabolic mics that they're, they're listening to these guys on the course. I want it to be more real. I want it to kind of see like the facade kind of ripped off and, and just kind of see who they are. Um, in, in reality, I do know that there, obviously there is going to be some live versus PGA tour. I think it's going to be a lot more behind the scenes that we didn't see because we really didn't see that much other than, you know, who was announcing they were going, who was announcing they were staying. I think you're going to see kind of more of like how the deals came down how they were approached. There's another piece that uh, someone, someone I think had tweeted out or, maybe it was on Instagram, but they're, they're kind of following Brooks Kepka as one of the players as well. And there's, there's a part in it where they're just kind of following him and his struggles with his game. 
you know, to be, you remember Brooks Kepka when he was kind of shot out of a cannon on the scene, winning all the majors and, you know, just really a force to be reckoned with. And then up to leaving for live, we saw that Brooks Kepka that really couldn't find it. Um, wasn't as competitive as he used to be. And I think that you're going to see some of that as well. So I think you're going to see a little more of like the emotions and that's what I'm hoping to see just because the PGA tour, like what they allow out just because of the image that they want to, to kind of keep, you just miss a lot of that. So um, that's, that's really what I'm hoping, hoping to see. So February 15th, we'll, we'll get a good idea of, of our expectations. If they're going to be met or, it's going to be bad. So we'll see for sure. Back to the Genesis. We have some picks to make. Actually, let's Sterling. Do you have how our uh, picks finished last week? Yeah, I do. Um, Madison Hill won. Sam Burns finished T6. Six. Yeah. Uh, Xander Shoffley finished T11. No, T10. Mm-hmm. And Cam Young, 64th. Three. <laughs> <laughs> Three from the bottom. There you go. <laughs> See, all players made the cut. Um, but yeah, so Madison, you are the first pick. All right. So, no defending champion this this year. So, Joaquin Neiman won last year. Certainly, if you're looking around. Uh, no defending champion this year. So, that will be interesting. I'm trying to see if I have the field list other than Tiger Woods, which we know is in. Actually... All right, here we go. So there's one player that I, I really wanted to take. He played well last year as well. I just don't know where he is right now with the putter. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go on a limb here, little limb. You know, we're not we're not going too far off the reservation. I'm gonna go Victor Hovland this week. Wow. Yeah. Interesting pick. Talk yep. about hot and cold. Yeah. When he is off, he is off. Are you that, locking that in? I'm I'm locking that in. Okay. Wow. I'm locking that you in. You know, you better hope he doesn't miss a single green. Yeah, so he because Mr. I can't chip. I, I, I've got to see him having trouble. Yeah, so, Riv? Yeah. Well, so that's what I mean. I gotta see him having trouble on that uh, you know, those those surrounds, those are gnarly. He finished fourth last year. Yeah. So he played decent this past week. Obviously, two completely different courses. But I'm going to go Victor Hoffman. I'm going to I'm going to lock it in. I'm going to face the consequences of of my choice here. I I know who I wanted to take, but I just I don't know. I wanted to to do something a little bit different. Mike, your guy Cam so- Young that you picked this week finished second. Tied for second last year. He did. So, um, but yeah, Victor Howland locking it in. So before we before we get to the next pick, does anybody remember hmm. the rule yeah. that we made last <laughs> week that yeah. uh, Sterling said no one would remember? Yes, things you hate to see. Sterling Sterling has uh, after this week, you have two more weeks of of punishment for switching your pick. Yeah. Um, actually, here's here's one thing I want to add to that rule. Because the rule, I think we can let ride. If you switch your pick, you have to pick last for the following three weeks, unless, unless your player wins the tournament. If your player wins the tournament, then you can pick first the following week. But that's the only caveat to that. If your player wins the week you switch your pick or any of the three following no. weeks, you're in the penalty box. Nope. The week that you switch your pick. So like if okay. Xander Shoffley did end up winning this week, then Sterling would be good this week. Okay. But I'll give you that. Yeah. So that's... I, I can be good with that. Okay. Okay. All right. So since that means I have the number two pick and God, there's a lot of names that are just jumping out at me here. Would love to see my man Francesco Molinari returned to form, but we all know that's that's just not happening. Uh, you know, he didn't have a great weekend this past weekend, even though he had a great hole in the mic'd up segment, but 
I think Tom Kim. This is a big stage. He loves a big stage. You know, this is another another step in his progression. So, yeah, let's lock that in. I'm going to go with Tom Kim. So this will be the first time that Tom Kim has played. Well, I don't know if it's the first time he's played Riviera, but it's the first time he will play in this event. So mm-hmm. if he hasn't seen the course before, don't know what the learning curve is going to look like. So well, he's got you know he's got plenty of time to prepare this week. True, these Very guys true. are professionals. Yeah, he'll yep. be fine. Yeah. All right. Um, with my with my pick for this week, I'm going to go no hat Pat. Wow, no hat, no sponsor, Pat. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Need a guy who's going to be in the fairway. I need a guy who's going to hit a lot of greens. I'm going to go, uh, yeah, Patrick Cantley. So your your man, Siwoo, is in the field. You yep. have the opportunity to pick him. Yep. And and you're doing this to him. Yes. Wow. Just, Justin Rose wow. is also in the field. I'm not going to take him either. Patrick Cantley finished 33rd last year. Mm. You know what they say, three is a magic number. And he's got two of them, so we're looking good. And he's the third pick. It's it's meant to be. Wow. Couldn't script it any better, could you? Um, did Justin Rose play, play last year? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't recall. Can't mm. find him on the leaderboard. Um, I'm looking. Let's see. Control F usually helps. Control wow. F Control F on wow. your phone. Yep. Um, I don't. I don't see him on here. All right. So we got uh, Victor Hovland, Tom Kim, and Sterling's pick. Did you say Patrick Cantlin? Perfect. Sorry, I was looking for Justin Rose. <laughs> I lost it. <laughs> wow. All right. So that pretty much does it this week. We're going to try and record Sterling's swing thoughts this week to hopefully get that, that video out this weekend. Um, currently on YouTube, we do, do still have the blow up at Belmont. So if you haven't watched that yet, make sure you go watch it. I'm, I would be shocked if you're listening to this and you haven't already watched it. But Must see TV. It's must you, see TV. Yeah, if you haven't, make sure you check it out. Um, but speaking of that, make sure you check us out on all of our socials, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. 2in1golf.com. Thanks so much for listening. See you next week.